I think that's his imagination. But I just want to say, I stand here as one of the most confident speakers. And I tell you why, this Michael, you impressed me, bro. What you believe I can do in seven minutes, you normally give Mark and Gabe 30 minutes to do. So I'm impressed. Okay, I just want to share a little nugget of revelation that in my journey, I've, it's, it's really changed my life. It changed my life at a young age of probably 21, 22. Um, that was in 1800s. Or, so anyway, it's a, it's a while ago. But um, yeah, it's, it's made a, a major impact on my life. And I just was excited when, when Michael said I, I've got an opportunity to share this. So, and, it, and I've named it, this little talk, The Father's Ultimate Intention. And... Um, What we've got to understand is that before he was a creator, before he was a king, before he was a provider, before he was our savior, he was a father. He was a father. So his ultimate, the ultimate intention was for him to have family. And we are that family. Today, we are that family. So that is, if you think about it, put all those other things aside and think about this family man. The perfect father. The perfect father, the perfect family. A perfect family, sorry. Striving to be the perfect family, most definitely. So he intended for his son to have a body to express who he is as a father on this planet. That's what he did. So his intention, we know, was for family. And when we, living, when we talk about living in community... That's, that's good. I, I, I love that. But when we talk about being family, that's like next level. That's, that's really next level. Um, I, 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 a lot of you know that our kids are all overseas. And um, yeah, at, at times it, it, it is, it's tough. They're doing what the Lord wants them to do, and that's great. We, we're very happy for them. But you've got to understand that, that this is our family. And, and we absolutely, this, this message of, of him being a father. And, and wanting a family. This, this, for me, this, this is just worth it all. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person who always wanted a big family. I, I wanted to have lots of kids like Kevin French or other people, you know, lots of kids. But I mean, and then the Lord has given us this wonderful family. Okay, so the first question is, so how, once we have come to know this father and come into the family, how do we actually step into that inheritance how do we step into that inheritance as as family and um, one of the I would say one of the attitudes that one has to have is this attitude of entering into this inheritance through serving and this is what it what it boils down to and this is what changed my journey as it were when I was a young man I was I was on my way to Zimbabwe one year I was in my early 20s and I was, I was carrying a load of, of furniture for my dad. He was setting up a, he was going to live on a farm. I was on my own at just 2 a.m. in the morning. I'd gone through the border six hours later and carrying this load. I could only do 60, 70 kilometers an hour. It was my third day of traveling already. And I got stuck without fuel at 2 a.m. in the morning, just outside Bulawayo, a little town called Isigodini. I don't know if any of you know Zimbabwe. But, and, I, and I sat there and I thought, after all this, waiting hours at the border, traveling for three days, and I'm sitting and I said, Lord, this is, this is not funny. <laughs> I know you've got bigger things that you did, like dying on the cross, but this is not funny. <laughs> For me at the time, it was, oh. And I just said, what do I do? And, then, and if I had to walk and get fuel, 
it would be what, about 10, 11 kilometers to the nearest. That's if, if, if the station was open. It was 2 a.m. in the morning. And it, it wasn't about 20, 30 minutes that I get a knock on the window, and this gentleman says to me, he's a local from Mexico, and he says, can I help you? I said, most definitely. <laughs> I said, are you an angel? <laughs> he said, yeah, sort of. He says, I ride up and down these roads, and I wait for the Lord to tell me who I can help. I was, I was blown away. I was just totally blown away. He went, he said, you wait here. You don't even have to come. I will go and fetch you fuel. I'll come back and bring it to you, and you'll be on your way. Don't worry. I, I just couldn't, I could not believe this. He went, he got me the fuel, and I just said to him, please, how much do I owe you? No. He says, no. I've got, I, I, the Lord puts people, and I want to serve people, and this is part of what I do. This is part of my life. I was, and that just changed so many things, being a young person and just, you know, not, not really thinking so much about everybody all the time. I just started realizing this is what family, this, this was a family act of kindness, which was absolutely life-changing. So serving, um, yeah, is, is, I believe, one of the tools that we can use to step into that inheritance of, of family. Just get my glasses. Um, Matthew 20, 25 says, if you want to be great in the kingdom, you must be a servant to all. If you want to be great in the kingdom, you've got to be a servant to all. And then Colossians 3.23, whatever you do in word or in deed, do it heartily as unto the Lord. And I, I remember growing up, my father was a pastor, and I, we had a rule in the house that every Saturday I had to clean the garage before I was allowed to go and play with the friends or do anything. And, um, and one, one Saturday, like actually quite a few Saturdays, I had this bad attitude. So, I, so my mom would call me aside and say, my boy, remember, we know that whatever you do and whatever we do, we do heartily as unto the Lord. I said, but you know, where's the Lord? I'm not doing it for the Lord, I'm doing it for you. Because you told me to do it. The Lord didn't tell me. So I've got this, this attitude. But, you know, that stuck with me over the years. That whatever we do, and you know what the, the, the wonderful thing about doing it is unto the Lord, is that you don't need to have earthly appreciation. You don't need to have, make somebody happy. You don't have to uh, entertain the criticism that you didn't do it right. You don't, you don't have to do any of that because you're doing it for the Lord. It, it changes everything. It changes everything. You're doing it as, as unto Him. Um, so, you know, in the, in, in, in the family situation, like we are a family, things can get tense and, and, and things can get a little bit touchy and sensitive and all that kind of thing. So that's why having that in the back of your mind, whatever you do, do heart is unto the Lord, is so important. It's so important. And I'm just reminded of a story that my mom used to quote to my dad years ago. She used to say to him, Blessed is the man who expecteth nothing, for he shall not be disappointed. <laughs> and you know, it sounded so good. Until one day my dad said to her, you find me that scripture, him being a pastor and all. And she found out it is a Chinese proverb. <laughs> but what I want to say is, when you do things as heartily as unto the Lord, there's no expectation on this planet, on this earth. The reward, the Bible says the reward is in heaven. Okay. All right. So, oh, okay. So, we, <laughs> just last thing, last thing. Um, 
so as we serve one another, we become recipients of that, of that whole law of sowing and reaping. And we actually, um, yeah, we, we serving others, yet we are being served. Uh, and I wanted to ask Nat quickly, just to, when she came to know the Lord, just quickly what she experienced about that, that whole concept. I speak a lot quicker than him. So when I got saved, I was 17, and um, uh, my life was spiraling out of control. I was in a real toxic relationship. Came to the Lord, came to the church. Just couldn't understand these crazy, lovely people. And somebody on the Sunday said, hey, do you need a lift to the Bible study on Wednesday? And I said, yes, thank you. And some other lady came up to me. She was a teacher, and she said, I'd love to take you to the shops and just get you a new wardrobe. You know, it looks like you know, you're struggling a little bit. And I was like blown away, she took me to Fashini, bought me new dresses and all sorts of things and then some people would just put a 10 buck or a 20 buck and those days you can go to the spur, for 5 bucks you can get a bowl, a um, plate of chips and a coke, so 5 bucks in your hand and I was like, oh, this is amazing, so all these people did these things for me and I began to see God, I saw God through the people, the, fi- the family of God through the body of Christ, I saw the Lord, I saw his generosity, I saw his kindness. It was mind-boggling. There, I'm done. <laughs> cool. Okay, last thing is that we are poor as a body without you. When you come here on a Sunday night, you, you, in your mind, you're going to be serving, you're going to be saying, Lord, who do you want me to speak to tonight? Who do you want me to serve? And so you not being here, you, we are poorer without you. That's all I want to leave with you. Bless you all.